This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From gutters to landscaping, from replacement windows to a full basement remodel, and everything in between, it's time for the Nary Milwaukee Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, big time Mike McGivern on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome to the Nary Milwaukee Home Improvement Show on 1250 AM The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host this week. She's Jesse Canizero. She's the owner of Milestone Plumbing. Jesse, how are you today? Doing well, Mike. How about yourself? I'm doing really well. Hey, I recommended and suggested and then did all kinds of things to try to get you as my co-host this week because Nary celebrates Women in Construction Week. And what a what a great picture and bio on you. And it was just really impressive, I thought. And congratulations on that. Thank you, Mike. Well, I've had a lot of great role models that were before me, though. Yeah, you have. And, and we've had this conversation, but it's a really impressive, I think, journey that you have taken um, to, to, to be the owner of Milestone Plumbing. It certainly starts with, with your dad. And, you know, you you didn't think back, you know, back in the early days that this is something you wanted to do as a career. But then as it turned, this has been a really good move for you. And, and you know, the employees that you have over at Milestone, you guys are doing great work. Thank you, Mike. We have a fantastic team. I am extremely blessed to work with some of the best in the industry. We also have great trade partners, so I enjoy what I do every day. And, I mean, a lot of people can't say that. So I construction was definitely the path that I was destined to take. Well, it's, it's good. How is your family, by the way? The, the kids are good? Kids are fantastic. You know, this morning, we, of course, needed to make trucks. Uh, one of my employees' families actually bought us a waffle maker that has waffles in the shape of construction <laughs> trucks, ironically. And this morning, William, right away, as soon as I got downstairs, mama, make trucks, mama, make trucks. And I'm like, I got to go meet Mike. And so we squeeze <laughs> truck making in. So he is happily eating his trucks right now as I'm in here with you. Well, that's perfect. And if he wants to join us at any time through the show, you let him. <laughs> Jess, you oh, just I came let... to the shop, so it would be quiet. Oh, well, you, you know what? During the break, maybe you run home and we can get him involved. And I know he's probably going to be an electrician or something, but that's okay. You don't have a problem so much with that. Hey, let's uh, hey, let's talk about... picks, I'll support. There, there you go. Let's talk about um, overall business for Milestone Plumbing. You know, a year ago, think about where we were a year ago, and it feels like five years. I don't know about for you, but it does for me. And a year ago, right about now, is where we are all trying to figure this thing out. How are we going to go to business? How are we going to keep our doors open? What What is going on and how long is this going to be? And I think as we got into it, after that first four to six to eight weeks, certainly with, with a lot of direction from Tom Mainville and from the, the Nary office, I think we started to figure this stuff out a little bit. 
I agree. And I, I think I can speak for most of the members. Our, our biggest concerns in the beginning were, how are we going to keep our people employed? How are we going to make sure they're still getting paychecks? What do we do? Do we close our doors for the time being? There was a lot of concern about what to do because nobody had ever experienced anything like this before. And as the weeks went by, I agree with you, it changed from so much concern about keeping people employed because we saw the need was still there, more to how do we keep our people, our clients, and the community safe. And so that it's been a very stressful last year. I promise you I have a lot more gray hair, but our team has really remarkably come together, as have many NERI members, to make sure we're doing what's right while still being able to provide services so people can be safe inside of their homes. Well, boy, the picture I'm looking at, that they must have did some Photoshopping or something, because I don't see, I don't see any gray hair right on the picture I'm looking at under the, you know, the Women of Construction Week. Oh, it's coming in. We're hiding it. <laughs> coming in. Well, there's ways for uh, for us to take care of that. It's it's a great picture. I can tell you that. Um, when when you talked about what, the big concern was not only for our employees but for our clients. You know, there were clients out there that immediately were like, yeah, just come on. We're fine. Come on in. And then other clients that still today, I would assume, have said, you know what, we're we're, we're just not letting anybody into our house if we don't have to. How is it as an owner of a company, do you, do you just ask the client outright, hey, what's your comfort level with all this? So, and. A lot of like our office takes a lot of those initial phone calls and Trina and Katie have gotten extremely good about kind of sensing what is that person's comfort level. Um, we do the day before to confirm all of our appointments. We call and we're asking questions to confirm that nobody in the house has COVID, nobody's showing symptoms, and it's twofold, right? It's to keep our team safe so that their families can stay safe, but also to keep the community safe because if we expose one of us, we could go into another home and expose another client. So we've come up with a process here to kind of mitigate and figure that out. And our office team has gotten extremely good about feeling out what is somebody's comfort level. They spend a little bit more time with somebody that might be on that one concern level of wanting to know everything that we're doing. And then there's the people that when we start going through the phone questions, yeah, 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 I know these questions. The answer is no to all of them. So you're right. You have people on one extreme and then people on the other extreme of what their comfort level is. And our goal is just to make sure that all clients feel comfortable, but that we're still maintaining safety at the same time. Hey, you know, and we've had this conversation, but I haven't had you on in a while. Are there things that you've learned as a company and as an owner of, of Milestone Plumbing the last year that you didn't, you guys didn't do a year ago, but that once things, we get the, you know, the fully clear and everybody's good to go, that you'll continue to use? For sure. You know, and admittedly, one area that I think a lot of plumbers have room for improvement was in drain cleanings and sewer cleanings. Knowing what we know now and just, I mean, obviously you always knew that that was, uh, you know, raw sewage has dangers. There's viruses, there's diseases, there's things. We've upped our level of protection anytime we're coming in contact with that as a result of COVID. But really, Mike, it should have been done a long time ago. So I think that that's something really great that's come out of this is, you know, a silver lining of moving forward. Our team will be safe when they're doing those things, even after COVID is no longer a concern. 
Well, I think that's really important, and and it's interesting, Jesse, because a lot of the a lot of the narrative members each week that I've had on have said, look, we we never thought about doing it this way, or we never, you know, we probably thought about it. we thought, well, we don't have to do it this way, but going forward, we, we, we you, nobody wanted to learn these lessons, but we learned a lot of lessons through this. We did. And it, a lot of teams pulled together through it. You know, if you could try to find a silver lining in a horrific last year that everybody's experienced, you got to know your teammates a little bit better. You tried to figure out where you could help more. Um, it's, it's been a very different approach. I've spent more time with my family this last year. As a result, it's, there were a lot of good things that I think when you look back, you go, wow, I, maybe I needed things to be put in a perspective. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. I, I really do. And I think the turning point, at least for me, the turning point was when Nary said, we're doing the fall show. We're doing it. And we're going to, we will be the leader in this and we will teach people and show people. And there's no template, but we'll figure out that template. And the amount of work that Diane and Michelle and Tom and everybody, all the Nary people did to make sure that fall show went on without a hitch. I think was was kind of an eye opener for a lot of people going, okay, this can be done. Let's go ahead. Let's get it done. And and I just think that that for me, at least in my mind, was a turning point that somebody's going to take the bull by the horns. And it was the it was Nary Milwaukee who did it and said, we're going. We're going to get this show done. We're going to get it done safely. And we're going to do this not only for our members. But for our, our clients and people that just want a reason to get out of the house. And it's, you know, not only that, to get out of the house, but a lot of these homes, people have been using them more, right? They're taking a beating. Their kids came home from school. Things are breaking. Things need to be fixed. They need to know who they can safely turn to to make that investment on those hard-earned dollars. And so with the resource that they have at the show's, is helping them still be able to fix their home during this time that's been, you know, uncertain and scary for many, many residents. No doubt. We're talking to Jesse Canizero. Again, we celebrate Women in Construction Week with Neri, and she is uh, she is one that I, I'd look at and turn to a little bit when it comes to this category. And she said, look, we, we're a really good company. And whether it's me that owns it or not, and whether I'm, we're not a woman-owned company. We're a great plumbing company. I happen to be a woman that, you know, this is what I do for a living. And she doesn't really like, I don't think, when when we say that. But this week, at least for sure, this week, um, I just wanted to celebrate stuff that 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 she has done and the company that she owns and the, the employees. And if you've had Jess, or you've had any of the people from Milestone Plumbing out to your house, you know what I'm talking about. They've been doing this for, I think, is it nine years, Jesse? Ten years, June 1st. Happy anniversary. Thank you. We are excited. We're starting to plan what we can safely do outside. Hopefully the weather will be nice that month. I, I hope so. And hopefully you guys can all get outside. And Yeah, you will. And, and I'm sure that you will and have... You know, if you need a cook or something, you need somebody to come and flip burgers for you, you call me. I, I would do that for your company any any day of the week if that's what, what you would need. Hey, when, when, you, when you made that decision to open Milestone Plumbing, wh- were there any 
did anybody look at you cross-eyed saying, hey, there's not a lot of women that own plumbing companies in the state of Wisconsin? My dad told me I was making a mistake and that it wasn't a good time. You know, 2011, we were still coming out of the 08 turmoil. It wasn't a good time for a woman to open up a plumbing company because the world wasn't ready for women to own these types of businesses. Yes, I'm shocking as that is. And I know now that that came out of my father wanting to protect me. I remember right. we were sitting at Cafe Hollander when I announced to him that I was going to do this. And he is so proud of me now and so happy I did it. But I think at the time he was terrified that it was going to bring heartache for me. You know, Jess, and you're going to learn this, and you've probably already learned it. There are times as as a, as a parent, and you know, there's a there's a special relationship between your father and a daughter. And I, my daughter has got three, you know three kids of her own. And she's got a wonderful husband, and I'm still trying to protect her. And it's and just it, yes, it's in our DNA. And when we tell them to go left, and they go right, and going right was a really good decision. Then we have to say, look, we maybe we made that mistake, and glad that you didn't listen to me on that one. But what well, about you know, the? Go ahead. If you know my dad and I, we we butt heads a lot. He'll joke that he'll say it's red and I say it's green. You know, so we've always had this interesting relationship, and he is by far the biggest mentor I've ever had in my life. But the minute he said that to me, Mike, it ignited a fire, and I wanted I it bet. more. Yeah, I bet. And you know what? If I now this is just the way I I do things, I would then come back to you a year later and say, well, if that's why I did it, I want to I, I want to light that fire to make sure that you were doing this correctly. I would take full credit for it, Jess. But my and daughter would just, would too. yeah, she, Katie would just roll her eyes and say, yeah, whatever, Dad, whatever. <laughs> Hey, we're going to get to a break. Um, we're trying to reach uh, our special guest today, and we're struggling with that. We will continue to talk about milestone plumbing today, and, and we'll talk to Jesse Canizero again. It is uh, Women at Construction Week, and there's a lot of people and a lot of women in, in the state of Wisconsin um, that are their own companies and are involved in the construction um Area and this stuff like uh, what Jesse does with with Neri, she just keeps giving back all the time. And look, during this time, I know that her and Tom Mainville, especially in in the Wauwatosa area, did some things that that were incredible as far as very quietly but giving back to the community. And and we had this conversation probably six or seven months ago. But I thank them for doing that kind of stuff. I think that servant leadership heart that they both show, not only in their house and their business but certainly in our community is a really big deal. She is Jesse Canizero again, Milestone Plumbing. You wanna check out that company and their services, go to milestonepluminginc.com. This is the Nary Milwaukee Home Improvement Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. I am a woman, hear me roar, in numbers too big to ignore, and I know too much to go back and pretend. Welcome back to the Nary Milwaukee Home Improvement Show on 1250 AM. The fan, Jess, do you like that bumper music? I picked it. I do. I, well, if I'm being <laughs> honest, I've never heard that song, though, Mike. You're so young. I just, if I had my other guest, I'd just hang up on you, but you're it. So guess what? I'm not going anywhere, and I don't care if you make fun of me for being so old. <laughs> she is Jesse Canizero, owner of Milestone Plumbing. Again, Milestone Plumbing, Inc., 
Bet.com is where you're going to want to go. Hey, Jess, let's uh, let's talk a lot, if we can, about Milestone. I've got some questions for you. Um, what type of services do you guys um, offer? And, and certainly it's it's all of the plumbing services that, that people like me can think about. I know that. Um, but but let's talk a little bit about from, from a clog sink all the way through. You guys offer pretty much anything that you would need when it comes to the world of plumbing, correct? We do. I always tell people inside the house. So we don't do any exterior plumbing in terms of like sewer connections or water service work. Um, but anything inside the house, uh, we're a great resource for, you know, and it could, you know, sometimes people say, oh, I think this job's too small. Is this something you can help? Nothing's too small. If it's something plumbing related that's hooked up to water or to drain, we're happy to be a resource, happy to give a hand. Um, you know, and I think one of the things I love about our team is if you call our office and it's something that maybe is a simple fix, here we have Katie, we have Trina, we have Scott, often that are walking somebody through how to reset a garbage disposal. Not everybody knows how to do that, but it's always really cool when they get off of a call. If it's something that they've helped the customer fix, there's this excitement in the office. You know, and if you yeah, think that, about it, we lost the call, right? We didn't go out there. But the fact that we were able to help someone, our team is energized and they love that moment. Hey, Jesse, um, coming out of what I don't think was a brutal winter by any means, we've had, and, and getting back to my age, by the way, I've gone through much worse winters than we just did now. But there are still things that we have to be careful of um, as homeowners, as we, we kind of ease into spring, and I'm not putting my snowblower away, I'll tell you that, because we'll get hit again. But this time of year, are there things that homeowners should be looking at, should be um, preparing for, making sure that they, they get ready to do things um, as spring comes? Yes, right now especially, the big thing is sump pumps. So getting that discharge pipe, if you have a sump pump, far away from the house so that that water isn't just discharging right at the foundation is huge. You know, and a lot of people make the mistake of hooking up to the, the pipe that usually comes out of the house is an inch and a half in diameter. And they'll hook up a pipe to there that's like a flexible corrugated pipe and then run that out into the yard. And a lot of times that water will sit inside of there. Sometimes it still can freeze this time of year if we get another cold spell. And that pump can't move that water out of the crock in the basement. I always tell people it's a good idea to have an oversized corrugated section that's put over that end to allow that water away so that if something does freeze inside of the corrugated section, that water can still be expelled out where the pipe overlaps. Um, we've been out on several calls the last couple of weeks with people that have had some pump issues. And if you have a finished basement, it can cause a lot of damage. Um, the other thing, too, with sump pumps, remembering that if you're in an area that loses power a lot, there's really great battery backups that are a fantastic investment for a finished basement or a basement that has just storage of items that are valuable to those homeowners. Yeah, that, you know, that that's the part I think that people don't don't really look. It's not a real for the most part milestone plumbing. It's It's not like, hey, once I have. Jesse, come over. I'm going to invite the neighborhood to see this, you know, new living room furniture or whatever, you know, that, that kind of sexy thing. But it is so important because the amount of damage that can happen in your house is incredible. 
Andy, think about health concerns, too. I was just talking to our next-door neighbors, and, you know, he said that his wife has just had chronic, like, asthma issues, and they think it's coming from the mold that, you know, sometimes from water areas that they have some water damage, and they think that that might be a result of it. And you think about the impact that that can have on somebody's breathing, on their sleeping, on others inside of their home, and it's important. Yes, it might not be sexy like the living room, Mike, but it's so important to their health and well-being. 100%. Hey, so I've gotten a couple of text messages from people saying, um, would you ask this question for me? Is there a normal level for household water pressure? So it depends on what area you're in. Um, You know, it's, it's tricky. So inside of an area that maybe is on a well, most well systems have a 40, 60 pressure switch. So What that means is when the pressure in the house drops down to 40, that well pump kicks on, works with the pressure tank to get it back up to 60, which is where it cuts and turns back off. On a municipal water system, so city water, where you're getting a city water bill, you're going to see different ranges. Um, I would say a good rule of thumb is probably around 60, but we're going to see cities that have less than that, that maybe have older piping systems, maybe not as good of pressure, maybe the water towers just aren't giving enough pressure to these homes. You're also going to see areas that creep up above that point. When you start to get above that point, there can actually be problems that happen in the house. In some of those areas, you need to have a pressure-reducing valve that drops the pressure after the water meter so that the fill valves and toilets are operating correctly. Um, Sometimes one of the symptoms of too much pressure is we hear a lot of squealing from the toilets. So that's one of the things we'll check in those homes when that's the chronic issue what is the pressure at in that bathroom? And if it's too high, we might be putting in a pressure-reducing valve to drop it down so they're not getting that too much pressure at the toilet, at the faucet that can cause problems. Hey, Jess, are there things that you, that you get called on that you haven't... I can't imagine if there's many things you haven't seen now. You know, one of the things I love about my job, though, Mike, is there are, you know, every day we see something new. It may not be the most exciting thing every day, but no two days are ever the same. Um, No two service calls are ever identical. No two clients are ever the same either. And I think that that's what I love about what I do. I was just talking to somebody this week, and one of the things I remember about the industry I came from is when you had a slow night, it dragged on and on and on, and you watched that clock. I can honestly say that there is never a day here at Milestone where I'm not astonished that all of a sudden it's four in the afternoon and I'm thinking to myself, where did the day go? We are just always busy, always challenged, and I think each and every one of us loves that. That makes, it's a curse and a blessing, I think, because those days, and that happens in my industry as well, that there are days when you look up and it's four o'clock and you think, where did the day go? is all of a sudden it's like, yeah, but I have so much more to do. I wish it was noon. And then the days, like you said, where you look at the clock and you can't believe it's just noon, you'd think it'd be five o'clock. Are, are, I, I just like those days much more, by the way. I those agree. Days, and I'll and yell I don't, out of my but, office to Katie or to Trina, I'll be like, oh my gosh, it's four o'clock. I wish it was 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> I know they don't share that same sentiment, but that's how I feel. I totally agree. Hey, um, one other question I got a text from before we get to a break. Uh, What's the easiest way for somebody to snake a tub drain on their own? 
So most tub drains, and it you know depends on the age of the plumbing, right? So trap, P-trap is what we all want to have. A lot of us still have drum traps. If you're in an older home, those are a whole separate animal of different tips and tricks that I could share. But if you've got a P-trap, I think what a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of the hair gets caught at the drain strainer. So if you remove the top piece, a lot of them you close it so that it's like going to hold water. And if you go counterclockwise, you can actually remove that piece. It's shocking how much hair sometimes is caught there. So if that's where the problem is, it's an easy fix for a homeowner. It's something that a lot of us have just walked the clients through on the phone. If that part is clear and they need to go further down, the trick really to cleaning a drain is not to go always through that bottom part, but actually through the overflow with a hand snake. And a lot of people don't realize that. They think that going through the part where the water goes down because that's where the hair gets stuck makes sense. But the path through the overflow is actually a straighter shot, and you're going to have a lot less resistance, and it's going to be a lot easier to get the snake to go through. Do you know that I I think people that are listening all of a sudden those ah-ah moments, right? One of those, oh, yeah, that makes sense, because you're always trying to go down where the water goes. And and that it makes it difficult sometimes. And and I just call Miles Snow Plumbing. That's what I do. But you guys can do whatever you want if you want to try it on your own. But I think that's a really good tip. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue to talk to Jesse Canizero. Now, Jesse, you're going to be you're you're the president in waiting. Are you vice president? Is that is that what that that term is right now? That's correct. I am Lewis's uh, second hand, so we talk a lot. Lewis and I become very close this year as we're still kind of managing what's been a tricky time for the membership. Um, Tom is still very much involved, and I think anybody that knows Tom and is involved at Neary knows that that man did a remarkable job this last year. And I think we were all happy to not be in his shoes. Um, He really stepped up and put an immense amount of time in giving back to make sure that decisions were being made. You know, we were going through a time that nobody had ever seen before, and he did just an unbelievable job. He did. And and I've said this on this show, but I I probably won't tell him that in person. We don't want to get him to get a big head. You know, yeah, Tom Mainville get a big head. I think that's very funny, by the way. I just was so impressed because it wasn't like he ended up in the fetal position. He, he didn't. He just said, OK, let's figure it out. And the template that 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 board and that front office wrote regarding this pandemic, if this happens again, they can go into that file and say, OK, don't worry about it. we got this done. This is the way we did it. This is what worked. This is what didn't work. And let's go down this path. And and uh, I think he's done a great job. And I think Lewis is doing a really good job. And, you know, January yeah, you'll get the whole security guard people, and, and I'll have to play that, that president music anytime you come on the show. But it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. She is Jesse Canizero. She's the vice president of Nary Milwaukee. She's the owner of Milestone Plumbing. Milestone Plumbing, Inc. They're located in Wauwatosa on Dearborn Avenue, and their phone number is 414-988-4565. 988-4565. And again, Milestone Plumbing Inc. Dot com. This is the Nary Milwaukee Home Improvement Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. Uh, welcome back to the Nary Milwaukee Home Improvement Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. 
I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host, and I guess special guest for the entire show is Jesse Canizero, owner of Milestone Plumbing. We tried to reach Gina Della from Pella, Windows and Doors, Wisconsin, have been able to uh, to do that. I can tell you that uh, the Pella Experience, located 190th West Blue Mile Road, if you're looking for windows and doors, or go to PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com for more information on great products with uh, with Pella and Again, the, the fact that we are celebrating Women in Construction Week with Neri, uh, I thought Gina was the perfect guest to have on, and hopefully she's doing okay. Uh, Jesse, got another text question, and uh, thank you so much for, for kind of putting on both hats for me today. I appreciate that a lot. Um, this drives my wife crazy. Why does my faucet drip every time the toilet is flushed? Oh, interesting. And, so probably a cartridge issue. Um, you know, and I have like a thousand questions that I want to ask right. that person. Like what brand, how many handles, you know, is it a single handle or a two handle? Usually when we see something like that happening, there's a weak spot in the system. And when a toilet gets flushed, if you think about it, the water then starts flowing to that other fixture and it relieves a little bit of pressure on the lines that the faucet's connected to. So it's, either a cartridge for a single handle or probably the hot or the cold on a two handle that's maybe not got as much spring as it used to, or it's not quite shutting off as positively as it should. Um, it might just be a simple cartridge replacement. There you go. Well, it doesn't you seem know, to drive him. It doesn't drive him nuts, but nothing drives. This is a friend of mine. Nothing drives him nuts, but I'm know, sure that don't know this, Mike, that when you buy a faucet through a reputable supplier, usually it has lifetime warranty on the parts. And I'm always shocked by how many people don't realize that. Um, you know, talking about like Kohler, Moen, Delta, the three big names that we all are familiar with. If you're the original purchaser, Mike, if you get a new kitchen sink faucet and you have this happen, let's say Terry is going, hey, this is dripping when you're in the bathroom flushing that toilet. If you have somebody either call on your behalf or you make that phone call to Kohler, to Moan, to Delta, they will send out a brand new cartridge at no charge because you are the original purchaser and they're warranting that part for life. A lot of people don't even know that that policy even exists with those fixtures. No, and, and I, don't th- I, I'm, I know that this friend of mine, Brian, does not know that. So, Brian, if you're listening, take a look to see what the brand is. And um, make sure that you uh, take Jesse's advice and, and, and let them know because they'll send the cartridge. Now, what, will he be able to, to put the cartridge and change that out on his own? You know, and that's every person's a little different what their comfort level is. One of the things I always tell people is make sure that the shutoffs work really well at that fixture before you start to try to tackle the problem. Because if something does go radically wrong, you want to be able to isolate the water to that one fixture not be shutting down water to all fixtures because talking about things that might irritate a spouse, not having water anywhere in a house is probably even more irritating than that simple drip that's happening at the time. 100%. Yeah, I agree with that. Another question uh, that I got from um, a woman I work with, what do I do when pipes rattle? And I don't, I wish she gave me more than that. And, and, and if you're still listening down to send in, um, what pipes are rattling, but that's the question she had. What do I do when pipes rattle? And I don't know if that's enough information for you or not. 
So a couple different things come to mind. Uh, it could be simply that there's not enough support on that line. So if you isolate and figure out where that pipe is rattling and you grab it with your hand, and I'm going to use a copper water line as an example. If when you touch it, it's got a lot of movement to it, it's missing a support. And there's lots of different supports on the market. Even if you Google copper supports, you're going to see tons of pictures. Uh, Sue Chief is one of the major support manufacturers. They do a great job with lots of different unique ways to brace that piping. It's important to get that pipe so it's not moving around when things are getting turned on and off. Another cause of rattling can sometimes be a, a failed shock arrestor. We have uh, shock arrestors or hammer arrestors, as they're sometimes called, on any fixture that's got a solenoid valve. A solenoid is a fast actuating valve that turns on and off very quickly and can cause a water hammer to go back through a line. And if one of those is failing because it's old, the part inside has gotten frozen up, it can often cause and create that rattling noise and figuring out where that is so it can be replaced is very important. Hey, um, another question that, and again, I, they, they start coming in fast and furious and I'm trying to pick ones that, that at least make sense a little bit to me so that you don't say, I, I have, why would you ask me that? Um, last fall, uh, a friend of mine had water leaking through their ceiling through their light fixture. I think that's more of a, a roof question than it would be a plumbing question. Not necessarily. Um, ah. Depending on what's up above, right, if there's a bathroom up above and let's say a failed wax ring around a toilet, often, if you think about it, when water drips down into a ceiling, it's going to find the path of least resistance to drip through, which often is the light fixture. We'll have clients that'll call and say that the whole fixture is holding water in the bottom of it. And it can be a tub leak. It can be a, a toilet leak. If there's no bathroom up above there, a lot of times the source is actually the vent that goes up through the roof. Every vent through the roof has a flashing around it. And a lot of times that flashing may start to degrade. If it's an old lead flashing on a lot of these 1920s and 30s homes, sometimes they get holes inside of the lead and a new flashing might be necessary to correct the issue. Mm. Yeah, when I, I, I thought, well, I'm not going to ask that because I, it just sounds more like a, a roofing question. I'm glad that I did. Hey, are there certain signs that people should take notice um, that it's time to replace your water heater? Because, you know, that's something that when it goes, it goes. And now you're, you're, you might be three or four days without um, hot water. Are there, are there things we need to see or or pay attention to that it might be time to replace a water heater? So if people are hearing a lot of uh, popcorn noise, they'll say like, I hear the water heater popping a lot. Um, that's a common question we get. We'll find that those heaters typically are older. Um, what that is, that popping noise, is it sediment that's at the bottom of the heater. When the water heater turns on and it fires down below, it's actually heating up that sediment. And if you think about popcorn in a bag inside of the microwave, when those kernels get hot, they start bouncing all over the place and making noise. Well, water heater has much of the same reaction with that sediment. When that's happening, I usually will let people know that yes, the heater is still working, but that noise is telling you that there's an, a large accumulation of sediment that it's probably starting to get up there in years. And we can do a couple of things to fix that. One is you can flush it out to get that sediment out and see if we can correct the issue, which then means that the heater is operating more efficiently. You're not wasting as much energy. 
but it's also a good time to evaluate how old is this heater? Is it 14 years old? Well, they say the average life of a water heater is 10. So now we're on four years of borrowed time. It might be time to be proactive instead of reactive with making that replacement. Hey, is speaking of water heaters, has, has there been uh, much uh, in, in that category? It, it, it seems like a water heater is a water heater is a water heater, but I don't think that's the case. Has there been uh, many changes in that category? There are, you know, there's always new technology coming out. And one of the cool things about some of the new technology on the market is smartphones, right? Everybody's able to control your curtains, your water shutoff from your phone. Same thing with water heater. Um, Water heaters now have Wi-Fi enabled controls so that you can keep an eye on what the temperature is set at. It can send you codes or warnings. Let's say, Mike, you and Terry head down to Florida and you've got this water heater and you're like, hey, I forgot to turn the setting to vacation mode. It's going to heat the whole time we're down here. From your phone, you can actually control that on a lot of these new technology water heaters. That's called a segue, just so you know, in my business, because my next question is, should people turn off um, their turn their water off when they go on vacation? Should they not turn it off? Should they... What, what are things that, that people should do um, to get their house, be, if they're gone for a week, and they're going to Florida for a week, what would you recommend that they do before they leave? I turn the water off, if we, and we don't go out of town now that we have kids, but prior to the two boys, I would turn the water off at the meter just in case. What if a pipe freezes and breaks? What if a fixture starts leaking while we're gone? It's not going to prevent all of the damage that could occur because the water is still inside of the pipe, but it's going to stop there from being any active water coming through at that point. Um, But I live in an older home, and so I've always been really careful about that. And we see a lot of the damage that does happen when there are failures inside of people's homes. I think even more important than that is, and especially in the wintertime, having someone you trust check on your house. Um, I don't know, Mike, if I ever shared with you our next-door neighbors who we love and adore. They, we, told, we tell them they're not allowed to ever leave. They went down to Disney World, and I remember that cold spell we had of negative 53 with the wind chills. I was in charge of checking on their house, and I was peeking every couple of days. I went next door and walked in the house, and I remember seeing my breath and the realization of, oh, my God, something is radically wrong here. And I went upstairs, tried to run those fixtures. Everything was frozen on the second floor. Nothing had broken, but that heater, the furnace, had failed. And so I called an emergency tech out because it was something beyond my understanding of the heating system. It was a sensor that I didn't have a part for that needed to be repaired that night. We got the heat back on. We got the water back flowing. But if it had been another few hours or another day, they would have had a lot of destruction in that house. Oh man, so that what what a great piece of advice. If you're going on vacation, um, make sure you you have a neighbor you trust, a family member, somebody across the street that can come and check your house. Um, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, I, I'm gonna pick two or three of the questions that all of a sudden are are being sent to me. One of them is every once in a while my my house has this sewer smell, and I'm wondering if Jesse has any ideas. For that, and we'll uh, we'll get to that on the other side of the break. She is Jessie Canizero. She's the owner of Milestone Plumbing, vice president of Nary Milwaukee. You can check out her company 
She is the owner and founder of Milestone Plumbing. It's milestoneplumbinginc.com. This is the Nary Milwaukee Home Improvement Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Dairy Milwaukee Home Improvement Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host and special guest this week, Jesse Canizero, owner of Milestone Plumbing. Hey, one more question for you, and then I, I really want to talk to you about the Nary Spring Show coming up in May. Um, a friend of mine said that every once in a while his, his home smells kind of like sewer, and not quite sure why that is. It, it comes and goes a little bit, but any recommendations for him? So there's tons of things to check when that happens. Usually the easiest thing is if there is a bathroom that or a floor drain that's not getting used regularly, it can be simply that the trap has evaporated and there's no water to prevent that sewer gas from coming into the home. So it might be a shower maybe in a basement that never gets used or a floor drain on the other side where there is no mechanical equipment discharging any sort of condensate. And just filling that up with water can be a really easy solution. There's also times where at certain fixtures that sewer gas smell will happen. Um, The obvious one is a toilet, right? If it's coming from a toilet, it could be a failed wax ring. If it's coming from a sink in a bathroom, people are usually surprised to learn that often inside of the overflow, you see that little hole where if the water fills up in the sink, it gets too high and it spills over, bacterial growth inside of that channel that goes down to the drain can emit a sewer smell. So if he's noticing it when he's like brushing his teeth or washing his face, sometimes putting a little bit of diluted bleach down through that little hole will kill that bacteria and eliminate that smell. The other common spot we get the notice of like a sewer gas smell from is washing machine discharge hose. If he's noticing it immediately after he's turned that washing machine on, a lot of times it's iron bacteria that's inside of that washer hose that's starting to grow. And when it gets disturbed, meaning that it's getting sent out of that tube and into either the washer box in the wall or the laundry tub sink, that'll all of a sudden be like a cloud of sewer smell in that area. And that might mean that he needs maybe a a purification equipment to get rid of the iron inside of his home, or he might just need to run some cleaner through there to kill that bacteria and shorten up that hose so there's not a huge trap inside of that tubing that's allowing that water to get stagnant and stay trapped guys so everybody who who sent me a text uh regarding questions the the ones that i did were able to ask jesse and the ones that i didn't 414-988-4565 that is a phone number for milestone plumbing located in wauwatosa on dearborn avenue 414-988-4565 hey we're you know it's it's not right around the corner but it's getting close may 21st 22nd 23rd the 2021 Spring Home Improvement Show at State Fair Park. And I'm telling you, it's getting kind of exciting to be on the board for that. And the ideas that people have, I'm so looking forward to that show, Jesse. Agreed. And I think we all are. We're ready for it. Uh, We pushed the show back a little bit this year just with what's been going on with the pandemic, but we are excited. Um, There still are a few booth spots available if any companies are interested in having a spot there, but I think it's going to be a very well-attended event. The people I've talked to that are starting to plan projects, they may not even be immediate projects. They might not be projects until next year, but I think everybody's realizing that one of the most important 
valuable lessons right now is making sure you're planning things well in advance getting out there, talking to these companies, starting to discuss what the selections and the products are. We need to order things more in advance now with the supply chain disruptions that have happened this last year. So being more proactive than reactive this year is so important. And so getting out to the show, getting those relationships, starting to talk to contractors, figuring out who it is that you're going to trust for that next big project. 100%. You can go on uh, Nary Milwaukee. And, and, and look at the websites, Nary Milwaukee. Um, you can go NaryMilwaukeeHomeShow.com. And it's, it makes it uh, quite easy. It gives you the, the schedule that's set right now. Come out and see Mad Dog and Merrill. And, you know, all of your favorites. Melinda Myers and just certainly draws a ton of people. And she's going to be there all three days. And I think that's important. Friday, May 21st, Saturday the 22nd, Sunday the 23rd, uh, 10 to 8. We're going to be open on Friday, 10 to 8 on Saturday, and then 10 to 5 on Sunday. And again, some of the things that, that you're used to going out and you go to see are going to be there. And then there's some, some new things that you're going to really love, I think. Um, we're hoping that you're really going to love them. And everything that, that you think that, that needs to be done as far as being safe, you know, having uh, having a lot of people out there that are nary representatives, but then having a lot of people coming out that are saying, look, six months from now, eight months from now, a year from now, I'm planning this project. This is the time to come out and see the people from Nary. Get a chance to meet them, get your comfort level, and 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 then start talking about these projects that you're you're looking to do. Jesse, we've got a short amount of time left, but you know, I love the, the for me the spring show. I go back and forth. I like the spring show because it, it really means that people are starting to, to, to say, look, we're going to do a big project coming up, and that's where I have to go talk to people. Exactly. And the energy of the show is always really great, that excitement of, you know, you're, it should be fun as you're planning these big projects. They're big investments that, you know, consumers are putting into their homes, and making sure you're enjoying the process is so important. Um, as with any big project, it's not, you know, you're going to sometimes have those little, you know, delays that might happen, but coming into it and planning ahead will minimize the impact of those negative things that could potentially happen. 100%. Jesse, I'll tell you, you know, in sports, every once in a while, you got to call an audible. You did great. Thank you so much for, for this. And uh, again, we, Tried to reach out uh, to Gina Della from Pella, and hopefully everything is okay with her. Um, but I want to thank Jesse Canizero. She's the owner of Milestone Plumbing and vice president of Nary Milwaukee. And again, NaryMilwaukeeHomeShow.com for all the information you need on the show coming up in May, May 21st through the 23rd at State Fair Park. Jesse, have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Take care. You got it. This is the Nary Milwaukee Home Improvement Show on 1250 AM, The Fan.